You are listening to Her Time to Retire, a podcast dedicated to helping women gain the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to achieve financial success and emotional fulfillment when planning for retirement. If you are ready to finally take charge of your financial life, then keep listening. Your hosts are Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott founders of Keystone Financial Resources in Brentwood, Tennessee. Both men specialize in crafting individualized retirement plans for women and have a passion for helping women discover and achieve their retirement goals. Glenn is a husband and father of four who was taught early in life through his relationship with his grandmother how a woman can not only take charge of her own destiny, but also positively influence the lives of her family and friends that surround her. Jonathan, husband and father of three, attributes his own success to the strong women in his life, including his wife Brooke and his mother Suzanne. Both men together want to help more women live out their dreams in retirement. As always, if you have retirement questions, their phone lines are open at 615-661-9554, or you can visit their website to browse information, view upcoming events, or subscribe to the Her Time to Retire weekly newsletter. Just visit www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Now relax and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to Her Time to Retire podcast, where we help women to learn how to take control of their finances and their destinies. I'm Jonathan Scott. I'll be your host today. And we'll be talking with our lovely guest, Kathy Thomas, here to talk with us about Collective 615. And for any of you ladies that have already checked it out in Nashville, you know it's something unique. It's fantastic. My wife was going to one of the stores near Collective 615, and she called me on the phone. She said, honey, I love this place. I just peeked my head in the door, and I'm crazy about it. So Collective 615, and Kathy Thomas is the a pioneer of that dream, and so that's fantastic. And for four years, you know, Kathy had a desire to open a co-working space that would really impact other women and provide them an opportunity uh, to work on their own, in their own environment, and to have some professional space that was outside of a coffee shop or at home. And she wanted this female-focused, uh, very creative community that would overwhelm any lady with support and they can idea share there and ladies can drive things and move to the next level in their business and it gives them a space to bring all those things together. So she soon discovered that other female entrepreneurs were actually looking for the very same thing and that brought her uh, to wanting to put this uh, collective 615 into motion, this idea. And so Kathy found a large space in historic L&L Marketplace, and it's really cool. It's got that historic vibe all the way through it. And when she found this place, she was specifically looking for somewhere that would accommodate a lot of ladies. So she wanted a pretty large space. She wanted to be able to expand this idea. And this building uh, really brought it to life. She said, this is a space for me. So... um, It's really fueled a new dream. It cost her to create the Business Collective 615, and it is Nashville's first female-owned and operated co-working space. Now, why L&L Marketplace? Well, because it was the home to shopping and restaurants and fitness facilities, and it's a place where you can walk across the hall on your lunch break and work out or buy flowers for your friend's birthday on the way out the door. So, you know, she really feels like life is a hybrid uh, work life and high, and uh, home life as well. 
and that a lady shouldn't have to choose one version of herself over the other. They should be able to be combined. So, Kathy, welcome to our podcast today. And how did you come about this idea? I mean, uh, what 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 caused you to step out and do this? Well, John, thank you for having me, and thank you for your listeners for tuning in and staying with us for the next twenty or so minutes. Um, and it's a great question. You know, uh, when I was in corporate America, I was in New York City. Um, I thought I'd always be in corporate America. Upon a move out of New York to Orlando, Florida, um, I probably got like the bug that maybe a lot of people get. And it was, if I'm going to be working this hard for another business, what what would happen if I worked for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a desire actually to open a retail shop. And amongst that desire, I had a hobby of doing very, uh, like very new hobby of photography. And I instantly fell in love with it. And I had decided instead of a retail shop, I wanted to start a photography company, um, which is exciting to think we're almost on our eight year anniversary and to start out as like someone who just wanted to own their own time, start a small business. And now we're a global brand and I have mm-hmm. photographers in three different cities. Um, really like, honestly, it kind of starts from like the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. And then it carried over the next eight years to today. And the biggest thing was when I first started my business and I knew I was going to have the opportunity to work from home, I thought that this was such a benefit, like make my own time, go lunch with my girlfriends, work out when I want to eat when I want to, you know, all these like added benefits. I was like, wow, this is like the life of luxury that every woman dreams of doing. Um, It it did not take long (laughs) before I realized having my office in the same space where I did laundry, slept, bathed, (laughs) ate. Obviously, as you start a business, you'll soon forget to eat because the business becomes a very big priority. Um, Became more of a burden than it was a benefit. I think so Um, many people can can relate to that through this COVID period. It's been hilarious. You know, we've been It's more relatable now than ever. And it's where literally my my house stopped being my home. Mm -hmm. And there was not any kind of fine divide between work life and home life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt that I had a new daughter at the time and, you know, she would easily say, mom, you just always work. And that really broke my heart or like, you're not playing with me because you're working. And I thought, well, it's eight to five right now and dad's at work and I'm just, this is what my work looks like, but kids can't really divide that and identify with that. They can't say, oh, well, mom's working and she's making a difference for our life and she's contributing and she's teaching me a lot of things that she doesn't know she's teaching me, but it's because I'm not going to an office or going to a place of business that they just associate. You're just not giving focus to them. Right. And I found that honestly, like the focus I was giving, I I used to be, I think like a a pretty decent wife, (laughs) a really, really great friend, a good, good mom. Um, and a good business owner, I started making a lot of sacrifice and I became just an okay wife because I was working all the time because my office was right by my kitchen. And I became a little less of a mom because I was instantly answering emails, phone calls are coming to my house, shipments being delivered to my house, everything is happening inside my home. And so then I started taking client meetings. Like, so, right, that's the next step. You gotta meet with clients, you gotta get people. And I still remember, John, the first time I met at a Starbucks, because I've always lived in a metro center. Right. Um, and I was sitting in Starbucks and there was so many uncontrollables that came into play. The bathroom, flooded and at Starbucks downtown, they're pretty tiny. So it didn't smell really beautiful in the Starbucks to top that off. A a guy who uh, chooses to dwell on the streets came in and sat next to us 
um, and you know, probably had not showered in quite some time. So that was another beautiful smell. And the Wi-Fi was really weak. And I'm sitting there in front of a client asking them to trust to hire me with for all these services. Um, yet I'm meeting them in a really uncontrollable environment where I can't even control if they can use the bathroom and it's a little smelly. And I thought, well, this is absolutely miserable experience. Mm -hmm. What's the solution, right? right? I hear I, so know, many ladies' stories and they struggle with these boundaries. And they're like, you know what, I've, I've got to put this together. We want to do it at home. I want to go out. I want to do some entrepreneurial things, but I need to establish some boundaries and have some, some place to do that. So this is a common, common uh, theme. And it's, you know, it's things you don't think going in. You're so excited about the lunch with your girlfriends, the gym after you drop the kids off, like all those other things, and then making money, right? right. Making money from home. It's such a beautiful idea. And some people make it work seamlessly. Absolutely. I would say it's not for everyone, but for me, I found that I couldn't find that divide. And then I also found that I couldn't with good faith sit in coffee shops with uncontrolled of our environments and ask people to invest thousands of dollars in my company. And so I quickly found a group of people in my industry that rented a small home that was like in a commercial space. So we all took like, what would be a bedroom in this little house? We paid a fee to cover the, the, um, rent every month. But what it did create was this like collaborative. So like the wedding planner in the space would refer me business. The hair and makeup was in the building and they would, so we all started working together, which just made our business thrive. And honestly, John, what it also made us look like is that we were experts in our industry. Because mm -hmm. you could come to visit me and see all these other experts sitting in the same environment as me. And I also found like women are made, like we're just wired for community. Um, for sure. It, whether you're introverted or extroverted, there's something about you that craves community. And as humans, we obviously crave community. And the second that was removed from my daily life, I can't believe how much it affected me emotionally, mentally, physically. You know, um, when I was around my team all the time, I was excited to like dress up. I was in fashion. I was excited to dress up, get out there, do things, move, make things happen. And when all of a sudden you got start getting isolated. It, it, it changes your whole demeanor. Mm -hmm. It does. That's a great point. I mean, they make yeah, so, so much fun of it right now, but it's really, it, it's it, a culture where you see, even on the, uh, it's been so funny in uh, all the COVID-related isolation that's happened out there. You know, in our business, you know, here at Keystone, we have had two or three times where we've had to go into um, uh, the uh, quarantine. And yeah. During that time, it's been really, really funny because um, we'll do the meetings and do them remotely, and you see the funniest things happen. I'll be having remote meetings maybe uh, even with a company or, or one of the vendors that we might use, and somebody will get up to get something, and they'll have a business shirt on, but they'll have shorts <laughs> shorts on yeah. below the <laughs> and they get in this whole culture where they're saying now you know hey you know casual is the way to be and, and you know it's we're never going to dress up again and all these different things that are happening now it's hilarious they said you know if you want good youtube following right now the guys that are in a sweatshirt are getting more you know followings <laughs> than the guy in a button down so it's 100 correct it's really affecting the culture as a whole you know, I posted something not too long ago that literally said, um, raise your hand if you wake up every morning and check the calendar and go, do I have to shower today? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like am I going to be face to face with someone? Is someone going to see me over Zoom? And I, I mean, I even went through that where I'd be, I would, I would, you know, 
sit there and message people. I did it with you guys today. Like, Hey, we're on zoom. Are you going to record the zoom? Are people going to see what you see? Are people going to hear what you hear? You know, and they'd ask those questions. And I really feel like that's the difference of like showing up in a community of women. Like you can show up however you want. No one is going to place judgment. If you just came from yoga, no one's going to place judgment. If you literally try to come in your pajamas, we're all here. We know to work and get things done. And, but it's great being together. And so that was what I really realized early on. And so when I was in that space and note was only five industry professionals, I started creating my own business model. I thought, how great would this be um, to have this available for all, especially new entrepreneurs, like Mm -hmm. to spend the 150, $250, to have an office when any other arena that would look like you'd be spending $2,500 minimum per brick and mortar. And how also safe and nice is it for you to have a mailing address in the right part of town, in the right building, so your clients can't just Google your home. Exactly. And all Um, the different people that they're going to meet there as well. It's just amazing. The business to business that has happened inside Collective is outstanding. I had a photographer walk in here. So there's like three or four photographers that are members here, myself included. And I had one walk in and she was like, hey, Kathy, you know, you asked that question about like the business to business. She's like, I've never sat down and actually done the math but I did. And in the one year we've been open, I've made $25,000 in just referrals from people I met inside collective. Right. Right. That had never been presented to her before. So it's just a fantastic idea for that particular entrepreneur. It probably quadrupled or, or more, whatever the membership was. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you, and those opportunities don't happen when you're sitting at home, yep. you know? Yep. Um, and I think, you know, given now, like we said earlier was like COVID has definitely presented um, this option being a little bit more relatable for people because they're sitting across the dining room table from their husband or their wife and they're on the phone taking Zooms and they're trying to do business. And you know, if you're in Metro, your kids are at home and there's all these layers and you're just like, how am I running a business in this chaos? Right. And you know, I used to love to see my husband every day, but now like, I, I wanna see you at five o'clock and not all day long while you're in your shorts <laughs> with your button down. You know, I, I love this. I have women. And he gets it, right? He, oh, yeah. 100%. I have women come in and it's like my favorite thing. And they're like, so my husband and I are both at home. And I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, and he's so loud. Like, they just say that. <laughs> they're like, even if he's in another room, he's on calls and he's he's so loud and I can't focus. And, you know, I, I appreciate that where COVID happened <clears throat> and the health department has really said, stay away from people, no community, no community. We thought this would crush our business model, but really it's made people identify that, guess what? I need to get out of my home more. Exactly. I, I, I need being forced to not be with people has made me realize how much I thrive when I'm with others. It helps me show up as a mom better, as a wife better, as a friend better, and for myself better when I'm not just in my four walls every single day. And most people want that. I mean, I'll share a secret with, I probably shouldn't share it on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. During one of the quarantines, uh, it was so funny because Holly Dersham is our COO and she's Mm -hmm. who uh, fought to get a membership there at Collective 615. She's loving it. But um, uh, we figured that that was money well spent for her. She gets to have a day out and create, but but everybody on quarantine, there were two people that came down with COVID, wanted to make sure that the, you know, essentials in the office were taken care of. Uh, everybody went remote for a short period of time. It was right when COVID happened. And <clears throat> there were supposed to only be one person at a time coming through the office to check on things 
All the phones are digital, so they can all forward anyway. So everything was supposed to be functioning remotely. And none of us could seem, staff-wise, to stay at home. Everybody was going stir-crazy. So one day I thought, you know, I'm going to sneak in the office, and uh, I'm going to get a few things done. It'll be really quiet there. Nobody will be there. And I'm going to sneak on in and, and be there for a while. I can't be at home anymore. It's driving me crazy. So <clears throat> snuck in the office. I was real quiet working in there. And all of a sudden I heard the back door open. And in walks another one of the employees. And they said, hey, hey, you know what? I want to be real quiet. We're socially distancing. We're in private offices. I'm way down the hall. You know, is this good? Sure. You know, no problem. This, this can't possibly not be good. Yeah. So... Before long, within another few minutes, I heard the door open again. Here comes another. <laughs> Before I left for the day, there were four or five people here, and we were dying laughing because they had to get out. Everybody get said, out. I'm going stir crazy. I can't get out. We're ready to come back to work. We want to be in the office. So he was given full freedom and actually telling people, yep. stay at home, and they literally could not do it. It was driving them crazy. It's, I mean, John, it's so, I mean, I see women come in and they're like, I'm, they like apologize. I'm sorry. I haven't been in in a week. It's been crazy. And they sit down and you just see them go oh, like, I'm here. No one is placing judgment. I can make my lunch and eat here. I can run out to yoga and come back stinking. No one's going to care. And it's really been amazing seeing women just show up for themselves. And I think that's something that's been missing through this, but is missing. I mean, and no offense, John, but Women tend to wear 40, 50, 60 hats in their household. Men tend to wear like four. Um, and so here it, it does, like you said, it opens that door. They can, they can you know, collaborate with someone who's like-minded. They can find business partners inside the space. They can go take care of their health. They can gift for their kids. They can go buy popcorn. They can go to spin class and really start to find themselves within these four walls of just like doing a bit for themselves and doing a lot for their business. And um, it's been really... A, a beautiful thing to see happen. Um, and things have transpired out of it that we just never dreamt would become possibilities. We had one young lady, when we fell into quarantine um, and the world shut down, you know, everyone's like, how do you pivot? We actually don't use that word here anymore. <laughs> um, we're like, that's the P word that you just cannot say in our space. <laughs> Um, because many of us had just created our own business models and everyone's like, now change them. And we're like, what? Like, it's not easy to create a business model. Um, but she, you know, we reached out to our members and we said, Hey, you guys all have a platform of something. Some people are coaches, some people are lawyers, some people are in health and wellness, songwriters, yoga instructors, a lot own brick and mortars where their offices are just too small now with COVID that they can't meet their team and sit more than six feet apart. So they're here to do payroll interviews. You know, they do everything outside of their brick and mortar because it can't be done there. And um, one of the great things of all these different dynamic people coming into the space that we could never have predicted before is that like, you know, they are able to share all the hats they wear and feel better and get solutions like personal solutions. Like, you know, what are you doing with your kid? Oh, some people are like nanny sharing now. Well, you Kathy, know, I got to ask you a question. I mean, I know yeah. everybody out there is asking the same question. You know, you could have done you this, know. you know, collectively <laughs> for any group, but mm -hmm. you really, you had a heart for the ladies when you put this business together. Now that's not to say, and you've been very clear that it's not um, unwelcoming to men. 
Uh, obviously, yeah, no, no, no. I came into Collective 615 and sat down with you. There was another gentleman there in the back room, so we didn't feel odd there. But it is all pink, so it's it definitely for ladies for sure. But what <laughs> gave you a heart for these ladies? You know, that's a great question, John, and thank you for asking it because I've always willingly admitted it did not initially start out that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to isolate anyone. I wanted a place where anyone that's starting a business could find resources networking, education, everything underneath one roof to make it easier for them. But what I found when I moved to Nashville was there wasn't a place that was female centric. Everything had a very heavy male makeup, the big box co-working spaces, the small intimate co-working spaces, coffee shops, they're just masculine. They're mas they look masculine, their interiors are masculine and there's and nothing is wrong with that. But I thought as a female business owner, I want my working space to represent who I am. I want it to look like me. I want it to feel like me. I want it to have conveniences that I that I need and I want throughout the day. Um, and so as I was going into coffee shops and I was seeing that everyone that was sitting for a long period of time in the coffee shops was women, mm -hmm. you know? And when I was working out of a co-working space, all the people coming in to do a tour was a women, but I was in the 75% male environment. And so I was like, what is the disconnect? Why are they not signing up? They deserve this too. They deserve an office. They deserve an environment that reflects them as a brand owner, whoever they may be. And that's really when I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to make this all women because we need a place too. And things happen differently. Things, you know what? We have it, like our, la our downstairs floor is GSD level and it is get done. Like we have a tendency as women, when we come together, we can GSD. Mm -hmm. Like you want something done, put a bunch of women on it. It's going to get done um, because we, we like we're problem solvers. We resolve things. We collaborate. We get, we just have resources and we're really functioning like that. So as I started unraveling this and realizing that like women needed a space, um, I, I was faced with some challenges, John. Like I will not, you know, women, all female spaces don't exist in the South. Mm -hmm. Sororities don't really exist in the house in the South. And so I was faced with some challenges with that. Um, which I love a challenge. It's always kind of like, watch me conquer this. Um, so it wasn't originally the plan. It really just presented itself to me well, as have, I moved here. You have done a fantastic job. Let me tell you, when Thank Holly you. first went there, she came back and she said, guys, I have found a space and I will make you money in this space. She said, mm -hmm. I will sit in this space. If you'll let me go, they've got places to sit. They've got places to work. It's beautiful. You can look out the windows. There's hot tea and things there to fix. And it's just, uh, she said, this would be amazing, but I want to be able to spend a day a week there. And yeah. we just feel like it's a blessing for the business already. We're beginning to see some fruits from it. Uh, they're having marketing meetings there. And, and so we just, uh, we love what you're doing. I know that a lot of ladies that listen to her time to retire are going to see you. Uh, mm -hmm. as a good alternative and a good thing to add into their model. Um, I just, uh, again, we just try to bring resources to these ladies and what you're doing is phenomenal. Absolutely. Thank phenomenal. you. And you know, John, you touched on it. You said she comes in one day a week. We have a lot of women out of the Franklin Brentwood area that just need that, like that one place to connect one day a week. So when we just developed our business model, you know, we have five times a month membership. We have three days a week and then we have a full time. And that way, if you just need your Monday here or your Friday here, you can come in and make it happen. 
and there's a membership for you there. If you're like a part-timer, meaning you do need to be home a couple of days a week because you're splitting some time with the husband on kid care or whatever might be happening with the COVID, um, you come in three days a week, or, you know, we have the people who we say are the, um, you know, the ambassadors. They're here five days a week. This is their office. They have their mailing address here. The printing services are here. Like they're, they're doing it all. Um, and there's something I think that fits for every woman in every business model too. Well, you're Kathy Thomas. You're the owner of Collective 615. These ladies can come out and visit you uh, in Collective 615. It's out at the L&L Marketplace. Tell them how they can reach you. How can they get a hold of you? So our social media handles are really easy. Collective 615, all one word. Um, our website is also collective615.com. Our email is connect at collective615, keeping it all simple. Um, our phone number is dropped there on our website. Email is definitely the best access to get into um, our inboxes. And then we do tours. So you can go to the website, drop in there, hit tour, come in and see us. And the beautiful thing is, is if you come in and see us for the day, bring your computer because we give you a comp drop-in pass the day you do a tour to just try it out. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thanks to everybody out there who's been listening. Thanks to our guest, Kathy Thomas, for joining us today. And as always, if you have any questions about anything we discussed today, we would love to talk with you more. You can reach us at www.keystonefinancialresources.com or give us a call at 615-661-9554. I'm Jonathan Scott, and thanks for listening today. You have been listening to Her Time to Retire with Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Glenn and Jonathan would love to talk to you and answer any of your retirement questions. All listeners can take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation with Glenn and Jonathan, whether via a phone call, Zoom meeting, or in person. You can schedule your consultation by calling 615-661-9554 or by visiting our website at www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed by Keystone Financial Resources and guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, or BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Keystone Financial Resources are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.